The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and how he wants a relationship with us. And we're going to be talking about the truth of the power that lives within you, which is the Holy Spirit. You know, um, there's a lot of misconceptions, in my opinion, about the Holy Spirit, especially in the body of Christ. You know, one story that I love to tell to kind of illustrate this is my husband and I live here in Colorado, and we met many years ago. We met on a street in Denver called Colfax. And I can really hear my Southern accent when I said it just now, Colfax. Anyway, we live on a street in Denver named Colfax. And what that street used to be known for, um, unfortunately, was women of the evening or prostitution, whatever you want to call it. And so my husband used to get a big kick out of whenever he was introducing me to somebody as his wife. He would, and he still does this to this day. He would be like, yeah, this is Carla. This is my wife. And they'll be like, oh, how'd you guys meet? And he loves to tell people, well, you know, I picked her up on Colfax. He loves that. And and that's like a perfect example of the misconception that we can easily have about things just based on what we've been told and not what we've experienced. Because if you weren't there with us that night that we met, you don't know that experience. You don't know that we really met in a bowling alley on that road, not in that part of town. You don't, you don't know that unless you were there, unless you experienced it with us. But, you know, you can have a misconception about me if you just hear him tell that story from the get-go. So I kind of feel like it's the same way sometimes about the Holy Spirit. We have a lot of misconceptions. Maybe it's, you know, because the way we were raised or things that we've just always thought about him. So I just want to address some of that today and just kind of put it out there. You know, um... Sometimes the unchurched or the world that we're called to are more accepting of, of spiritual and mystical things than believers and Christ, than Christ followers who have an, an entire Bible recounting tons of miracles, mysteries, and accounts of the Holy Spirit of God. But listen, God did all of it first. Like he created the Holy Spirit. He created all those experiences. He created all those truths about him. So sometimes, you know, the enemy might try to twist and copy it with like things of the world, like mediums and weird freaky stuff like that. But, you know, God created the Holy Spirit and it is the power of Jesus that lives within us. And I think that he wouldn't have given it to us if he didn't want us to understand it and, you know, appropriate it and believe it. And I just really believe that even listening to this message today, that some of you listening are going to get set free of some fears that you may have about the Holy Spirit or some misconceptions that you have. And I just feel like God's really going to speak truth to you about his Holy Spirit today. So that's where we're headed. So, um, Lord, I just want to pray right now before we even start. Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal yourself 
through my words today and through your Holy Spirit, you would bring peace to people and you would bring understanding and clarity about who you are and why Jesus gave you as a gift to us when he left this earth. So I pray all these things in the mighty and holy name of Jesus. Amen. So now for me, I just want to say the Holy Spirit does want a relationship with us. He um, is a gift from God. Like I said, you know, I was raised Southern Baptist and to be honest, we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit very much. We talked a lot about the Father God. We talked a lot about Jesus, but we didn't say a lot about the Holy Spirit. So, you know, there was a lot I didn't know as an adult when I got back into church and started walking with the Lord again and, you know, kind of found my way back to him. And it tells us in John fourteen twenty six specifically, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit was being sent in his place to act on his behalf and to represent him, to represent Jesus. That It's who the Holy Spirit is. He is God's presence within us. And in Romans 8, 11, it says that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and living within us. You know, the Bible really does tell us all kinds of stuff about him. It tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 5, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our identity as children of God. And Acts 1, 8 says the Holy Spirit fills us with power. It tells us in Romans fifteen thirteen that the Holy Spirit fills us with hope. And John fourteen twenty six and first Corinthians two thirteen both call the Holy Spirit our teacher. John sixteen fifteen says that Jesus calls him our helper. In Romans eight twenty six, the Apostle Paul tells us the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we don't know how to pray. And finally, in John sixteen fourteen, we learn that the Holy Spirit glorifies Christ Jesus. He tells us what God is saying and doing, and he brings us into relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So today I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit really does want a personal, intimate relationship with you. He wants to make himself known to you today. You know, like I said, I was raised Southern Baptist, and um, when I came back to the Lord and started going to church, you know, I was kind of afraid of, um, like, even talking about the Holy Spirit because I didn't understand it. And sometimes I would go to a church or, or be in an event where, um, like the Holy Spirit was manifesting in a way that I wasn't used to seeing, you know, um, maybe people would like say that they felt warm or they would like feel his presence come on them. Sometimes they would like twitch or, you know, laugh out loud or just something. I mean, you know, we've heard of all those different ways that he's manifested himself. And I just wasn't feeling any of those things or experiencing any of that. So I didn't understand that either. But finally, after much prayer, I really felt like I had to come to terms with the fact that this was my process and my journey with the Holy spirit. And that means that it's gonna not look like anybody else's, you know, we all have our individual relationship with the Lord. And so I don't have to compare what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing to anybody else. And on top of that, I don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. So I began to do my research. You know, I read in the Bible all those scriptures that I just quoted you. I studied everything I could about the Holy Spirit. And I really began to pray and ask God to to fill me with the Holy Spirit and to pour himself out on me like he did for those people in the Bible in the book of Acts. I mean, I wanted everything God was willing to give me. Like I always say, I don't want to leave anything on the banqueting table that God's offering to me. I want to experience all of it. And, you know, it's really the heart of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ for you to always be connected to him, even while you're still here on this planet. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about another aspect 
of the gift of the Holy Spirit is the fact that, like I said earlier, he is a gift. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John 16, verse 7. And it says it like this in the ESV translation. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And really, the gift of the Holy Spirit is God's abundance to us. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our counselor, our advocate, our comforter, and so much more. The Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of God living within us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us. And that overcomer power that I'm always talking about, that overcomer anointing, that's where it comes from. It's his power living within you. That overcomer anointing is a real thing. Let's look at a passage in John chapter 2. So again, if you have your Bibles or you've got your Bible app, you can turn there with us. But I'm going to be reading from chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. Because you know that's my favorite way <laughs> to read the Bible. It just, it really gets me passionate for the Word of God. So it's one of my favorite translations. Chapter 2, verse 1 through 11 of the book of John. And this is all about Jesus coming to the wedding. Now on the third day, there was a wedding feast in the Galilean village of Cana. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were all invited to the banquet. But with so many guests in attendance, they ran out of wine. And when Mary realized it, she came to him and asked, They have no wine. Can't you do something about it? Jesus replied, My dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you, but it will change everything for me. My hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. Mary then went to the servers and told them, Whatever Jesus tells you, make sure that you do it. Now there were six stone water pots standing nearby. They were meant to be used for the Jewish Jewish washing rituals. Each one held about 20 gallons or more. Jesus came to the servers and told them, Fill the pots with water right up to the very brim. Then he said, Now fill your pitchers and take them to the master of ceremonies. And when they poured out their pitcher for the master of ceremonies to sample, the water became wine. When he tasted the water that became wine, the master of ceremonies was impressed. Although he didn't know where the wine had come from, but the servers knew. He called the bridegroom over and said to him, Every host serves his best wine first until everyone has had a cup or two. Then he serves the wine of poor quality. But you, my friend, you've reserved the most exquisite wine until now. This miracle in Cana was the very first of the many extraordinary miracles Jesus performed in Galilee. This was a sign revealing his glory, and his disciples believed in him. And you guys, I find it so fascinating for several reasons that Jesus' first miracle was turning the water into wine. I think that in itself is such a beautiful prophetic scripture. But what he showed me when I was studying for this message was not just that the water was turned into wine, part of the miracle. It was also that he had them fill the vessels to the brim. They were filled to the brim. And my study notes for this verse show me that the original text uses that same word. It means abundance. It says, fill them to the brim, to the abundance of Jesus's messianic provision. So that's more than enough. Jesus's first miracle was abundance over above, over and above what was needed or expected. It was more than enough. And do you know what happens when you fill something to the brim? It spills out everywhere when you try to move around with it. You know, like if you're carrying your cup of sweet tea, if you're from the South like me, 
and you're walking around and it's filled to the brim and it just splashes out everywhere. We are called to be filled to the brim with the better wine, which is his Holy Spirit. We are called to spill him out everywhere we go. And I love the way that one of my favorite um, teaching pastors describes it. He should, he says, Carla, you should be leaking the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. In the first part of that, where he talks about filling it to the brim, it just reminds me of Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That Holy Spirit is that power working within us. That's what Paul is referring to in that verse. God knew that we would need help after Jesus left the earth. God knew that. And that's why he left us his Holy Spirit. And that's why he calls it a gift. And that's why he tells us to be filled to the brim. And, you know, I know a lot about needing that power, especially when um, you feel like you're all drained out and you've got nothing left to give. There's some things that we go through that only the Holy Spirit can give us the strength for. And, you know, part of my testimony is, you know, the hard times and some of the struggles that my husband and I have been through in our 17-year marriage. Those first seven years, oh, my gosh, some of those years were so hard, you guys. I don't know if anybody that's listening is going through some marriage stuff right now. I just want to tell you to hang in there and hang on because God is so good and he did so much for me and my husband. And I just want to say that he is faithful and that he will help you. And one of the ways that he does that is through his Holy spirit. You know, there were many times when I would, I would feel really exhausted and weary from the battle of fighting for my marriage and, um, being patient to see the changes in myself that I wanted to see God do and the changes in my husband that I really hoped God would do. And, um, I just think that can really take a lot out of you. And when you're not seeing things change as fast as you want, sometimes, I mean, the struggle is real. You guys, marriage can be really hard. It's one of God's biggest gifts to us. It's one of his most beautiful blessings, but sometimes we have to battle and we have to fight for it. And those of you that have been through some marriage stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I do, I just, before I go any further, I just want to say to you, hang in there. God's got you and he's with you and he is more than able by the power that works within you through his Holy Spirit to help you and pull you through this and strengthen you. But I can remember many times you guys where, like I said, I was feeling completely drained of um, any strength really emotionally and I would go down in my basement where um, nobody else goes and where my laundry room is because only mama goes down there most of the time in my house. And I would go down there and just get on my knees before the Lord and I would just pray. And I would just say, God, I need more of you. I need more of your Holy Spirit to do what you're calling me to do. I need more of your supernatural grace. I need more of that power of your Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what I need. And you guys, I would stay down there and I would pray and sometimes I would cry and like I would do the ugly cry. I would go through a box of Kleenex, you know, the whole nine yards. I would stay down there until I felt like the Lord met me there and ministered to me and filled me fresh, like I said earlier, up to the brim with his Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things I want to say to you today. Um, 
you know, we get filled with the Holy Spirit. It says in the word, when we come to the Lord, when we receive Jesus as our savior, we get filled with the Holy Spirit, but we also can ask for more of his Holy Spirit. Like I was just telling you about that I would do during the really hard years of my marriage and when I was really struggling and, and I still do it now. I mean, my marriage is so much better. God's such a miracle worker and praise God. Like I said, we've been together 20 years, married for 17 years and, um, it's not perfect by any means, but I never knew that my marriage could be so great as it is today. And so that's, you know, just another testimony to God's faithfulness, but that's because of the Holy spirit. And that's because God is good. And I kept asking him when I knew I couldn't do it anymore. And when I knew I was weak, that he could help me. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. We, we all, like I said, receive the Holy spirit when we receive Jesus as our Lord and savior. But we can also come before the Lord daily whenever we need it and ask him to fill us fresh with his spirit without limit, overflowing with abundance, a fresh feeling. Another thing I want to say is the Holy Spirit will never hurt you. You know, some of the misconceptions that I had about the Holy Spirit is, you know, maybe he was scary or, you know, I know that the Holy Spirit says in the Bible is the one that brings conviction. So I had to learn the difference between conviction and condemnation, you know. Let me just say again, um, conviction, I'll give you an example. Um, just the other day, I'm driving down the road. It may or may not have been today. I won't admit it. But I was driving down the road, and this car totally cut me off on the highway. And I'm not kidding you guys. It kept happening to me like three or four times. And, you know, by the time I got to the studio, I was like, I'm not even sure if I'm saved anymore. I might have lost my salvation on the highway. I was so frustrated and so angry, you know, feeling the way I was feeling with those crazy drivers. And, um, you know, I was feeling that way and I was thinking those things and I might've been saying a few things out loud in the car to the atmosphere. And I just felt like the Holy spirit, the Lord just spoke to me and he's like, calm down, miss, you know, keep your Jesus on. You don't have to be there that fast. You don't have to be talking angry to everybody. And I'm like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, Lord. And I always say this, whenever the Holy Spirit convicts me of something, I actually want to do, I have the energy and the unction, so to speak, to do what he is asking me to do. Like I want to do it. I have the desire to please him and I want to do it. And I don't feel guilty and I don't feel shameful and I don't feel, you know, like, I don't know, ashamed, I guess. I don't feel bad about myself. And so that's when I know it's the Holy Spirit. He comes to convict us. So I don't have to be afraid of that. But now the enemy comes with condemnation. And that doesn't sound anything like conviction. Condemnation, you know, conviction says what you did was wrong. Condemnation says who you are is wrong. And that's a big difference, you guys. Um, The enemy, when he starts getting on me about something, it sounds so different. It it makes me feel horrible. I'm ashamed. I feel guilty. I feel like this heaviness on me. Um, I just feel yuck on the inside. I feel like I'm not any good. And then I start thinking of every bad thing I've ever done. You know, you just start going through the Rolodex in your mind. That's how I know it's not the Holy Spirit because he doesn't do that. He's here to convict me, not ever to condemn me. You know, it says in First John 1, 5 that God is light and there is no darkness in him. And I just want to say that God is a good, good father. So when the Holy Spirit's convicting you of something, like I said, it's not going to make you feel yuck. It's going to make you feel um, excited, really, to do what he's asking you to do. And you're not going to feel accused. You're going to feel corrected. And that's totally different. 
Jesus says this in John 14, 26 about the Holy Spirit. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And the message translation puts it this way. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I've told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. So again, he talks about it like it's a gift. It's so clear that the Holy Spirit is the Lord's gift to us. He doesn't leave us stranded here on our on earth waiting for him to return, helpless and alone. He leaves us with himself. And I want that gift of the Holy Spirit to always be in me, strengthening me, like I told you through my marriage and, and bringing correction and conviction when I need it. Like I told you in the car, I mean, I want that. Don't you guys want that? I want to be fresh and full all the time. I want to be filled to the brim. I want to be overflowing without measure. I do want to be leaking him everywhere I go. You know, the shirt I'm wearing today says, shine bright. You know, I think that's one of the ways that we shine like it tells us to do. And Matthew is we shine that Holy Spirit right out of us, you know, and, um, we're to be led by the Holy Spirit and not our flesh. I mean, there's so many awesome ways that the Holy Spirit is there to encourage us, um, to teach us, to help us, to comfort us, to guide and direct us, to convict us when we get off track. It's really, really a gift from God. And so I encourage you today, um, do what I did. If you have some of those misconceptions or even if, you know, you just don't know a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. Do what I did. Do your research. Um, look it up in the Bible. That's what I did. I Googled um, to get started with my study Bible. I looked it up. I looked um, all things up about him and my keynote study Bible and stuff like that. And like I said, I read it in the Passion Translation because sometimes that helps me connect with the scripture a little bit more because of the way it's written. So do whatever it is that you need to do to find out the truth about the power that lives within you, the Holy Spirit. And I also want to recommend this book by Dr. Randy Clark that I read, Baptized in the Spirit, God's Presence Resting Upon You with Power. I ordered it off of Amazon, and it's just a great book. It's very biblical. Um, it's just got tons of scripture in it. Like the, the whole first half of the book is all the scriptures and things that the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. It's really, really good. And Dr. Clark is an amazing teacher and, and minister and God guy. So check him out for sure. That's Randy Clark baptized in the spirit. And so I just encourage you to do that research, get with the Lord, find out what he wants to show you himself about his Holy Spirit. And I want to pray for you today. You know, if you've never felt that you've encountered the Holy Spirit, I really believe that today is your day. And this message is for you. Like, I'm going to pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for you to encounter the Holy Spirit. So let me just pray right now. Father God, thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would speak your truth to every person that hears my voice right now, Lord, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing, I pray that they would hear your truth about your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that they, if they've never encountered you, that they would be baptized right now in your Holy Spirit, that your power would just fill them and overflow them without measure, Lord, to the brim. 
Lord, I pray for those of us who've encountered your Holy Spirit and just want more of you for the, for the world that we live in, Lord, and for the life that you've called us to lead. I pray for all of us now a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. And every place that there's been misconceptions and fears and just a disconnect from you, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would, like, plug it in to a, a cord into a socket. You would just plug us back in, Lord. That you would just plug us into you and to the power of your Holy Spirit. And we would be refreshed and renewed. I pray and I thank you, Father God. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, you guys. Please email me at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. And let me know how God's moving in your life, what's going on with you um, through the show, and how we can partner with you in prayer, especially um, if you had some awesome encounter with the Holy Spirit after hearing the show today. I really want to hear about that. So that's scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. That's Carla with a K. And you can also connect with us on all social media platforms just by searching Carla Swanigan Ministries and on our website at carlaswanigan.com. You can find lots of other resources and learn more about our ministry. And I bless you guys. And just remember, the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you. So God bless you and have a great day. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.